0: You're listening to Conversations of Inspiration with Ben Moore and Scott Gunn on the EXP podcast. The show that brings you expert insights from those who have had an exponential impact on their industries. They say that success leaves footprints. So take a walk with us as we explore all things growth, business and mindset every Monday from 7 a.m. Sit back, relax and enjoy today's show.
1: Three, two, one. Good morning, my friend. Hello, Ben. How you doing? Living the dream, mate. How are you? Well, as you know, I'm recovering from COVID, so um, yeah, I'm 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 all clear now. But my God, avoid it if you haven't had it. Oh, that's god. Horrendous. And to be fair, mate, I can vouch
0: for that entirely off that voice Not that you sent me last week. I thought you was on your deathbed, <laughs> so you, you're definitely sounding
1: a lot more sprightly than what you did last time we spoke. Anyway, that's for sure getting there i feel like i'm operating on about 60 percent, but yeah i'll uh, hopefully be coherent for the entire pod i'll do my very best how's the portfolio been like how's your sales business
0: been while you've been ill? has it been sort of um have you had someone looking after it for you have you been filling the gaps where you can have you had a touch and it's been quiet anyway how have you navigated the business
1: well yeah i would um, I'd, i the first day i got it or the first day i got uh failed the test if you like um i had a couple of valuations that i had to give out to dominic murphy so he got a couple of touches there um which was good for him so yeah really pleased by the way can smile I, can on I, my face <laughs> can
0: i can i just say uh, i now realize why you beat the drum about dom so much i met him at the esters last week what a guy
1: i so it was so weird when when you sent me that picture of you and dominic it really brought home like how where the EXP thing's gone because you know anyone who doesn't know I mean me and you are almost as far apart in the UK as we can get aren't we if you take Scotland out of the equation like yeah. you're you're literally northwest aren't you and I'm I'm as far as you can get in the southeast yeah and all of a sudden i'm getting pictures of you jumping up and down at the awards with like a friend of mine who i've worked with for like 12 of my 20 years in estate agency like i've known dominic for years and years and years like he's 50 now and i've known him since he was like 28
0: he still looks twenty eight. To be fair, uh, and he's,
1: he's a youthful guy. Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. He's got a youthful energy about him as well. Like, and uh, he's yeah. like that all the time. Like that, that was no, that was not him turning up and sort of putting on a thing. Like he's like that all the time. Yeah, he's cool. So you got you got on well with Dom. That's good.
0: <laughs> really well, mate. Really well. And uh, to be fair, we met at probably the most expensive, like. When I say like this place was posh, right? So I have bounced in off the train in my lavish hat, as you've probably seen from the picture. Yeah,
1: I wanted to ask you about that hat. <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll explain myself later. It needs explaining. <laughs> yeah, like a Mortal Kombat character, but um, <laughs> bounced straight into this sort of like bar, bistro, restaurant thing, whatever it was. And I walked in, feeling a bit posh, like I've got a fancy hat on, an expensive shirt, a decent blazer, and I've walked in, and like straight away there was like a shake or something, you know, like a like a very wealthy-looking Arabic yeah. man, and just like it was just the most like the poshest place of ever. I was I was out of my depth, yeah. and uh, I've sat down, and Dom's there in his flash suit, looking about twenty-eight years old, and he's yeah. like, "I'll get the rounds in, Ben. Yeah, no problem. What do you want?" I was like, "Oh, I'll just have whatever's like on draft. Like, surprise me." came back like 70 pound later i was like you are now in my good books dom that was a that was a lofty round <laughs> oh, painful <laughs> yeah but um, i was gonna buy in some beers back at the esters but i don't think i spent any money like that night. i think uh, adam looked after us to be fair mate
1: so yeah it was a good it was a good do. oh i look forward to that the ea uh, masters then now now i know that's his track record getting the rounds in
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no definitely well i say that i mean Often, I, I mean, we started the first, the first beer was in my hand at a half 11. So I kind of thought the next day I could have very well, you know, been giving it the big one by four o'clock and waving my card around at the bar myself. But then I looked at my bank statement and there was like zero damage. So happy.
1: <laughs> mate, that's a successful day out. Well done. Congratu- is, congratulations is what I'm tempted to say. That's yeah. fantastic work. <laughs> it's been 15 years <laughs> of round dodging, mate. Didn't come easy.
0: <laughs> but you're feeling so better. Yeah, go I'm to getting there, away. mate.
1: You know what I'm going to say. We need. We do need to talk about the hat you bought, what was the inspiration behind that? Do you know? Presumably what? a sale. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. I don't know where. Do you know when you, you
0: kind of catch something and you think that looks ridiculous? And then you see someone else wearing one, and you think, actually, that looks all right. And then someone absolutely kills it. Then suddenly Beckham pops up on Instagram and he's got a similar hat. And then it's just been these little sort of steps that have took me from I never wear a hat like that to thinking, do you know what? I'm feeling quite confident today.
1: <laughs> and I'm yeah. looking
0: and I'm looking forward to this award. So um yeah, I
1: just I just got it. I thought we'll see how we go. I'll live or die. At least I'll be noticed. That that was kind of my logic. So I thought it was some good branding. I remember years ago when when I was about from about the age of about 22 through to about 25, I'd, I'd had an injury from running and my ankle just used to give way. It, never, it was weird. It never hurt. It just used to give way. Just be walking along and it would just go, yeah, I'm not having it. <laughs> I just like collapse. And um, I remember thinking, right, OK, how do I use this? I remember th- I remember thinking, like, I'll just be the estate agent with a cane. You know, like I'll just I'm just going to land myself as this 22 year old estate agent who comes in with like this diamond studded cane or something like that but i, I, I didn't take it as far as you yeah <laughs> well to be fair
0: i've got the hat now in my collection i think uh, i think i might have to add to it i'm feeling a bit of pressure for the ea masters i've had about yeah. 15 messages saying what hat are you wearing next week so i kind of feel like if i go over a standard flat cap or just don't take any hat at all people i'm going to be uh selling myself short so i'll
1: have to get my thinking cap on pardon the pun and decide what i'm gonna fix up for next week you put yourself under pressure i'll probably be wearing a suit for the first time in about must be 18 months now. I want to suit for at least a year and a half. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Is it black tie or is it just no. business detail? Just no, business. it's just, yeah, I don't, I think it's just smart dress as well. So, you know, that ever awkward thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I,
0: might, I might see if I can get away with, with a, um, what the they call I was going to call it a funny neck. What are they called? Like a, like a milk chocolate. Do you know what
1: they're called? Not a, what they a roll neck A roll neck, yeah jesus yeah my mind went absolutely blank then i might try and get away one of them in a blazer there we go yeah you'll be fine you'll be fine um but no looking forward to it mate so i'll see you there absolutely mate absolutely so today
0: we're going to talk about um i don't even know what we're going to brand this podcast yet but effectively we're talking about why people um don't take action right why people let <clears throat> sort of excuses turn into delaying tactics and effectively just don't pursue the goals and the dreams. This kind of came about for me as quite a prominent subject to cover on today's show because when i was coming back from manchester yesterday i had a meeting in town with a, an agent who is considering starting his own business and on the way back i was just catching up with a few messages on whatsapp and i just kind of look back over the last sort of 6 9 12 months and whilst you know it's been great i've spoken to a lot of agents and a lot of people have taken the plunge there's been some incredible and i do mean incredible experienced time served success proven agents that I had no doubt would be looking to start their own agency. And it's not that they've not come on with the XP or, you know, they've just not done anything. They've not set up independently. They've not gone to another partnership model. They've just kind of stayed where they are in the same role in the same position. And don't get me wrong, things change and people can, be happy and get a promotion or get a you know a different boss or or whatever else and suddenly they might not want to do that but I know from conversations that I've had circumstances haven't changed it's just kind of almost like they've given up on that dream for whatever reason so yeah I just wanted to get your take from it mate and see what your experience is and if you find that people sometimes let good reason overflow into excuses into procrastination into basically a reason for not following the dreams it's an interesting topic and I think we've all been
1: guilty of doing it from time to time oh yeah I mean I did it for years and years and years of starting an estate agency for and it's difficult because you can say excuses but actually if you if you drill down at any given time I know that I had a what I would describe as a good reason not to start and so when you when we ask people you know what's holding you back right now what, what they're saying doesn't sound like excuses they sound like good legitimate reasons don't they which which will you know fall in the category of um very commonly I'm planning on moving house in the next year or so and you know need to stay employed for that reason that's that's not an excuse it's a reason um we're getting married we're just about to have a baby we've just had a baby you know it, and, and they are legitimate reasons when you put them into that if when you put them into that frame they are legitimate reasons aren't they they're not excuses yeah and I think it comes down to you know I was liking it to when you have a baby right if it's, there's just no such thing as that absolute perfect time I know that we think that everyone has that absolute perfect moment where the clouds part and the sun shines through and ev- everything's lined up but the funny thing is when you talk to every agent every agent I know who's started their own business when you actually talk to them about the first six months or 12 months it's always full of similar adversities you know, like whether it be you know i remember my car engine blew up a month into joining it cost me like 4 grand straight away at my startup <laughs> capital and you know if when you talk to people they've all had these things that got in the that w- would have got in the way um but i don't know i think it's i think you have to just ignore them i think you just have to accept that that perfect time isn't just round the corner
0: no definitely i mean i always think of i remember a conversation that i had Um, It must have been earlier this year. I'm pretty sure it was in January, definitely 2021. But basically I was chatting to this guy and uh, obviously he was interested in starting up his own business. And um, he was like, oh, the timing is just a bit off. Like, I I don't think it's right for me. Like COVID is still looming. We're not sure what 2021 has got in store. The market might dip and crash and burn. It just feels like an unstable time to kind of set up a business And then before I could even sort of interrupt and give my side of the story or challenges thinking or or whatever else, he just kind of went on this tangent and said, actually, he went thinking about it. He went, you know... This time last year, I would have been absolutely flat broke. Before that, it was Brexit. In fact, two or three years before that, Brexit would have stopped me from doing it because it yep. felt, you know, economically very uncertain. He said before that I was I had a a newborn baby, and that would have been. He said thinking thinking back on myself, I could probably give you a very valid reason as to why I wouldn't have done this for maybe six or seven years. Yep. And then you frame it like that, and it's kind of like what you just said there are definite reasons why you shouldn't or why you couldn't go into We're framing this around business because it's a business podcast, but practically any goal or objective that you set for yourself. But I think there's definitely a a point where legitimate reason you've got to ask yourself, can this be dealt with? Can it be overcome? It might not be ideal. Is there a way around the obstacle rather than just accepting it? And then is there a point where, time spans over and suddenly that just becomes something that you're holding on to as a justification to yourself as to why you can't go ahead and achieve because really I think the thing that holds us back is the underlying feeling of fear like judgment what if it doesn't work it's all the things that we spoke about in the past but we just kind of put that to one side put it in a box and then disguise it as oh I need to save an extra couple of grand oh I need to wait until this or until that or until
1: You know, which is socially acceptable as well, because anyone that you say that to, you know, if you're chatting in a pub with a mate or you're talking to your partner and it all of that sounds almost sounds sometimes you can make your procrastination sound like you've got a plan. Oh, as soon as I get to this amount of money in the bank, I can give it a go. Or as soon as these events are all cleared out the way, I can give it a go. And it's almost like you find yourself going, you could talk to someone socially saying that. So that that sounds that sounds really sensible. But I think that's that's maybe where hearing stories from people who've started a business. I mean, what what biography have you ever read of anybody who started a business that isn't just absolutely filled with just chaos for the first six months, 12 months, two years? This went wrong, and then my wife was ill, and then my you know, this happened for my kid. And there's, there's always just adversity because that that's just life, isn't it? I think yeah. I think I always think that I always think it's quite a smart move to you can embrace that, that you've got that fear and you can use that as a little bit of fuel. You know, if you can, if you can flip that fear and use it as fuel because equally, you know, the agents that worry me are the ones that come in with absolutely zero fear as well. Funny enough, you know, when they're like, Oh no, it's cool. Don't need any help. I know exactly what I'm doing. You know, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. You think I kind of like the quite nervous agents. Sometimes the ones that come in and they're frankly shitting themselves from day one, there's there's sort of a, good thing about that
0: keeps you sharp it's like you used that analogy a few weeks ago didn't you where you said if i was in a world if i was in a bunker in a war i don't want the person who's absolutely quaking in the boots but i equally don't want the person who's ready to just go and get stuck in with no fear at all you want to be next to someone who's fearful enough to be sharp yeah but brave enough to have conviction and i think that's kind of the the right balance yeah um i think ultimately like with most things like you find a way or you find an excuse i think that whole thing that you just said there about having a baby, I think back to when, you know, Becky fell pregnant with Esme and it wasn't ideal. Like we'd not been together for years and years and years. Um, I was a bit uncertain in my business and what my next steps were. Um, We didn't live together. She lived on the other side of the Northwest. So there was a good hour and a half between us. It was just, there was no, you know, there was no financial stability as such. There was no plan. There was no house that we could call a family home. It was just everything about that timing was, it couldn't have been worse, frankly. But, you know, you look back and think, well, Esme came. One of the best things that's ever happened to me in my whole life. Would I change anything about that scenario and the way that it planned out? No, you know, it wasn't ideal in the moment when I first found out. But looking back, you wouldn't change it because ultimately when you have to, when the chips are down, you find a way to make yep. it happen. Yeah. Um and much the same with, with the business, you know. I started on a very lean budget. I could have very, very easily and even if I was chatting to you at the time, consulting with you about starting, said, look, mate, it's not ideal. I've got a couple of grand. It's just absolute financial suicide. I can't do this. I need to work in the gym for another six months. I need to PT another 40 hours a week for the next 12 months, put some cash aside. I'm going to I'm gonna start this time next year. And maybe I could have saved up and kept my head down and worked really hard. And maybe I'd seven or eight grand by the following December. But then look what I would have missed out on in that 12 month yeah. window where I've just done yeah. 100K.
1: Yeah, Yeah. And that, and that, and and that's the thing. And, and, and actually exactly what we're talking about. If you and I were talking about that situation, I can imagine saying, yeah, that sounds like a good idea, Ben, you know, going, I think the problem is it's, it's, everything's a little bit like Instagram, isn't it now where we only see the very best and, and the same is true of businesses. You know, we look at, we look at the biggest, best estate agency in our local area. And we assume that when they started, the wind was in their sails and, everything went right for them. Yeah, I guarantee if you went out for a beer with the owner of that company and said, oh, can you talk me through the first six months, it would have been turmoil. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's
0: that, um, you know, comparisons of for joy and it's that sort of fine line and when you're aspiring to do something, be it a business move or something else, <clears throat> you tend to look at people who maybe you aspire to be like, or someone who's achieved, you know, what you perceive to be success. And you're right, it's very easy to see it on that superficial level, and then sort of think, well, I'm here, they're there, I'm never going to get there, because that's like 100 steps ahead of where you are now. Whereas in your mind, you're viewing it as one huge leap. And it's not, I always use, when I was working back in fitness, I started doing a bit of online personal training, and I was looking at uh, Joe Wick's, and I was yep. like, yeah, but this guy's got like multi-million following, like he's got, yeah. you know, sales, alibi- all he has to do is one swipe up and he'll smash about, <laughs> you know, 2,000 sales like that. And yeah. it's like, wait a minute, why am I comparing myself to Joe Wicks in the first place? And I look back and then um, I heard someone talking about him on a podcast. And did you know that Joe Wicks did 20,000 tweets before he could monetize that business? Twenty thousand tweets—that's turning up daily for absolutely years, posting two, three, four times a day, yep. <clears throat> every meal, every workout, every update, every high, every low. It's like the graph that went into building that is insane. But he never would have got to where he is if he didn't
1: start on day one, probably with first yeah, and, and yet, to- most most people—if you guaranteed someone success if they posted twenty thousand times—most people still wouldn't do it. And yet we forget that he had to post 20,000 times with no guarantee of success at the end of it. Yeah. And yet he's still stuck with it. I mean, you, he, he's a great example. I mean, his stories, as you know, we've spoke about him many times, but just what we haven't seen that he have been through, you know, I think his mom or his dad's like... A- alcoholic or heroin addict I think he grew up on a council estate I think he's and yet most people generally assume that he's come from a middle-class family and you know he's because of how he presents himself but his story behind that is very very different and I think that's the problem I think we look at we do look at what's above the, that's our iceberg thing isn't it you know we look at what's above the water and we forget yeah. what people have gone through to to get there do you, do you, do you think there's so I know people have always got Le- what i say legitimate reasons are you know that that we we use as excuses um but do you think there's do you think there's any other reason do you think it is do you think there's the, the fear do you think there's uh the fact that maybe people are just generally that little bit too comfortable maybe we need an element of discomfort before we go and start a business yeah i think you know life always feels easier
0: in the comfort zone doesn't it and i think whether you wanted to admit it or not, generally speaking, if there's an easy option, your inclination can be to follow that route. And it sometimes kind of coming out of your comfort zone needs to be a very mindful, deliberate decision that you've got to really back yourself and G yourself up for. It doesn't come easy to everyone. But ironically like whilst the comfort zone feels nice and warm and snugly, the reality is there's no growth there that the growth comes when you step outside of your comfort zone that's where your potential is if you're not pushing higher and trying to kind of get through the glass ceiling then you're just destined for a life of mediocrity I think that's the reality but I think then in practice you know I get that it can feel um, scary and it's easy to find excuses and justifications in your own mind but I think the problem is, is that you're the easiest person to fool. Like it's very easy to get, to get into this loop of sort of negative self-talk where you're thinking, well, I couldn't do what she's done. I couldn't achieve what he's got. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. And in the meantime, I've still got, 1300 quid a month in that pays my mortgage that pays my car puts food on the table and leaves me with 30 quid fernando's at the end of the month i'll just yeah. do this until christmas is gone okay christmas has come we'll just work through easter okay i'll just wait until it, it, esme's birthday goes and, and it, it's just you know one excuse steps to another and it's kind of like if you're always thinking the next step ahead i'll do it when there, there's just always that 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 reason to delay so yeah i think there's merit in what you said there i think it's I think it's been too comfortable being comfortable. And I think it's the fear of what could go wrong again, rather than being excited about what could go right, which tends to be the default mode for a lot of people.
1: If you look at, um, I mean, what you're talking there about as well, like the Christmas thing, or I'll, I'll do it then. I'll d- if you look at how, for example, how Connell's structure their pay for management and area managers with the whole bonus thing, you know, where they think they get their, I think they get told what their bonus is around February and they get paid their bonus in march or something like that and all of that's very very deliberate isn't it because it means we you sort of probably look at christmas and think well i won't start a business this side of christmas and then come january you think well i've got to wait for this bonus i've got coming in march and then march you get your bonus so now your morale is temporarily improved for maybe another two or three months and before you know it now you're in july and august and the christmas questions come around again yeah and that's how quick a year goes yeah, and then you're thinking, oh, maybe next year, and and you're you're on this cycle, and I think that's what it is. I think it is just that you're on that cycle where one day turns into another, and before you know it, one month's turned into another month, and a year into a year, and definitely as as you get older, you know, those years start to go seriously quick. yeah don't they just? Yeah, that was when my 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 real discomfort came from all of a sudden thinking, like you know, you're you're, you're mid to later thirties now like all of a sudden you get that thing don't you when someone says oh we're sort of we're closer to 50 than we are 25 or something and you think oh my god where did that come from and that That that, is crazy that was my fear though is just how quickly time started to go that was what really made me think right you've got to really go hell for leather now and and but Give then a it, again,
0: mate, there's, there's there's a very deliberate mindset decision there. It comes back to that whole thing about comfort zone versus willing to push the ceiling on what your capabilities are. Because you could have easily got to that point and thought, "I've got a nice house. I've got a couple of kids now. I'm not in my twenties anymore. I'm just gonna ride this out and you know stay in my comfort zone. Get my routine. Got my schedule." And you could have carried on like that for another year. That year would have turned into five. Five would have turned into a decade. And before you know it, you're on the way to retirement. Yeah, That very, very, very easily could have happened, mate. But yeah. you obviously made a decision to think, no, I'm going to nip this in the bud. I'm going to put these plans into action. Do what I wish I'd done behind sight 10 years ago and push forward and make sure that, you know, the next 10, 15, 20 years are, are amazing. So... You know, there's a lot of props to someone who can make that decision and have that conviction, but it almost breaks my heart to see the people that don't because I've said this many times now, but it is so true. At some point, you're going to look back on your life and you're going to think, thank goodness, what a ride that was. Whether it was successful or not, you're going to think, bloody hell, we had a good time. I learned a few lessons. What an experience. Yep. Or you're going to just, I've had a very vanilla life and think, what if? And for me, I, f- I fear what if more, you know, and I- I- regret more than I fear failure you know that's that's just the honest reality
1: i was was the same yeah i was the same i think i think a lot of um a lot of procrastination recently ironically is not as has been because life's been good for estate agents right morale in our industry has been pretty high for the last 12 months because it's been very 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 easy so a lot of people employed are getting a lot of credit they get lots of pats on the back they're probably being paid that little bit high you know manager is on 50 grand's probably on 65 70 at the moment and so morale has been high in the industry isn't it and i think i think that's probably led to a degree of procrastination as well yeah no, definitely
0: i was remembering one of my first jobs like i mean i was only in my early 20s and with commission someone's had come out with three, three and a half grand, which was really, I'd only had minimum wage jobs up until that point. So that was absolutely mind blowing for me. But I even remember at that young age, I said, like, I go through 29 days of thinking, F this, need a new challenge, need to do this. I'm overworked, I'm underappreciated, pretty miserable, dreading coming into work every day, looking for any excuse I could, spending yeah. far too much time in the kitchen making coffees to not be on the office floor. And all that was for one day of celebration after work on payday when everyone's got the paycheck and you're living yeah. like a millionaire at the bar. Everything was for that one day. You get to, it's down that dip, 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 dip. Massive high because you've just been paid and then suddenly you're on the decline again. And uh, it's no way to live, mate.
1: Now, I, I actually remember, think, I, it's probably something that's such an obvious thing to say, but I remember having this realisation once. I thought, when I was employed, I thought, so I only get given money 12 times a year. I thought, <laughs> you know, that doesn't sound like enough. It really doesn't sound like a way to manage a year. I get paid money 12 times a To be fair mate,
0: getting paid money 12 times a month is a great downside as well, especially when you're as crap as admin as I am and you've got to work out VAT and tax and invoices. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know
1: that feeling. No but idea. that's a funny thing, isn't it? When you do just get start getting paid like quite continually, like every few days, you just get a little bit more money going to the bank. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what, what tips do you have? Or what have you seen any agents that you've spoken to? Maybe you've kind of gone ahead and taken the plunge eventually, any tactics, any realizations, any epiphanies, any strategies that people have got to kind of put those fears and insecurities in a box and overcome that and move forward? Or do you think it's just literally a case of. Yeah, no, no, it it,
1: is. It's get a pen and paper it's it's forget the first six months where you're not going to do any money fast forward to when your business is up and running and ask yourself the question how many houses can I sell a month or no that's not the right question how many houses do I feel comfortable I can sell a month so work that out right and if it's three or four let's say four what's my average fee You do four times three, that's 12 grand a month. Multiply that by 12, which is 144. It is, yeah. 12 (laughs) 12 times 12, the only multiple in the 12 times table that I know. (laughs) Okay, 144 grand. And then, so I am going to use my calculator to divide this. So let's say you think you can do four and it's at three grand a month. So then you do... So now that's... I just divided that by 12. I'm such a (laughs) prat. I've just... (laughs) I've just... (laughs) I've just, in air quotes, shown off that I could multiply it by 12, and then I've divided it by 12 on the calculator. So if you can sell four houses a month, that's 12 grand a month income. And now, now you've got a cost on your procrastination. You you know that every month that you delay is costing you the difference between your salary and 12 grand. So if your take-home pays three grand, every month that you delay doing it is costing you 9,000 pounds. That's how you do it because, and this is why I say, and this is the key, because I'm not saying you can do 12 grand a month. You might do eight, you might do 20, you, but you know that. So that's why you realistically sit down and decide how many houses you think you can sell a month. And then you've now got a cost on that. So if you procrastinate one month, good news, that's only cost you nine grand. If you procrastinate two, it's cost you 18. But if you're going to procrastinate for a year, you're now in the mark of having cost you 70 grand. So that that's what I would do because at the moment there's no, there's no cost to your procrastination because you're calling it planning time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it brings it to life. I think when you
0: can put it in numbers, it gives it a bit more context. Yeah. Yeah. I was chatting to an agent um, on Zoom last night, actually, and um, it was the same sort of thing, a few sort of niggles around. I guess, just, just, you know, the obvious questions that we all ask ourselves, will I make it work? How many will I list? Is my budget okay? Like, you know, very, very natural questions that you'd expect someone to have coming into a new business venture. And we did exactly that. I just said, look, we'll, you know you've you've worked it's different i think if someone's worked in the same market let's say for the last decade or 15 20 years and you've worked in the same locality and you've spoke to you might sell the same house two or three times over you know local people local people know you it's a very different proposition to someone like me say who came into a market fresh where nobody knew me but if you're listening to this as somebody who has worked in a locality for a period of time Look back over the last three or four months worth of performance, the listings that you've brought on. And I'm sure some of them are attributed to other members of staff or, you know, people understanding that your business is in existence. But look at that and think how many of those people came directly from you, were past clients, were in your sphere of influence, were uh, buyers that you converted, were friends, family members, you know, people that have trusted in you specifically, and then work back, what is the average price? What's the average fee in your market? What would that mean to you based on you netting between 70 and 99% of the commission? And it's very, very easy to work those numbers back and not just picking ambitious pie-in-the-sky numbers that you're randomly putting on paper for the sake of doing sums and following our advice. This is figures that's based on genuine logic, yeah. and data that's at your fingertips based on your last few months' performance. And we did exactly that. So, well, you know, if we listed... You know, fifteen properties last month. I think eight of them came from me. An average fee in my market is about four thousand two hundred pound. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now we're in the business of working figures back and realizing what that would mean to you if you was able to just put these fears in a box, or not put them in a box, but use these fears to serve you rather than to restrict yep. you. I think yep. it was merit in what you said before. You know, it can be a good energy and a good motivator if you channel it in the right way. And um, but if
1: you don't channel it in the right way, it can drown you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hundred percent. but that's that's the key isn't it is having a having a cost to how much the because because you get it even with um people say things like oh I'm gonna hang around for another six months I've got a, a 20 grand bonus and okay look if you haven't got any money to start a business that 20 grand can be the difference between you doing it and not being able to financially do it right I do I get that but I mean okay 20 grand's a bad example but I've, I've, I've spoke to people that are hanging around for another six months because they've got a bonus of four or five, six grand. Yeah. And I understand if that's just, if it's literally next month or whatever, then look, you've got to make sensible decisions too. It's not always about being gung ho. But for me, if somebody's hanging around six months for a six grand bonus, that's because they don't really believe they're going to do the numbers that they've put down on paper. Because if you do believe that you're going to do the numbers you've put down on paper, then that six grand could be costing you 50. 100%. It's like selling a million pound lottery ticket for 20 grand. You just wouldn't do it, would you? No. So what, what you could do and what you could build. I'm and waiting it. for it. Yeah. And and that's to wait for the 20 grand. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know, I do know that there's, you know, there's, I mean, we're using just a general sort of example there, but these are conversations that we have with people. And my takeaway from that is okay, they're not as confident that they're going to do the, the numbers that they need to. And, Another question, like, I know how, I, how
0: I'd answer this, because in my mind, as unhelpful as this may be, I'm trying to think now and really sort of put myself on the spot and, and wrap my brains. But there is no typical XP agent, I don't think. It's very, you know, varied, various levels of experience, various markets, various approaches and, and views on the industry, But do you see any commonalities in terms of the people who are able to just kind of swallow that frog and take action and back themselves and do it versus the ones that ultimately, you know, talk a good game, but don't back it up and don't get themselves over the line?
1: Yeah, I mean, commonalities seem to be um, one is having a partner on board. I think that seems to be quite a big one when you get the partner at home almost saying now's the time and I'm ready as well, because that's, that's a pretty big deal um people just seem to I a lot of the people that I speak to have reached have gone from comfortable to discomfortable with something at work uncomfortable rather is the proper word uh, <laughs> I didn't discom- think that. <laughs> this, that's my COVID brain um yeah so you know a lot of people so you, you'd have had this where you, you talk to people and we can be talking to people for months and months and months sometimes even you know year or so before they take the leap and what seems to happen is the people that are some people just join straight away and that's because they were ready to some people do procrastinate a little bit whilst they're learning about the model and and sort of mentally preparing themselves but it seems to be and you must have had this where you just suddenly get a call saying my boss has just told me I've got to do this and I'm not having it and we've now got to start selling credit cards and you won't believe what other kpi they've bought in and it's like the straw that broke the camel's back yeah. and then all of a sudden then they're not as comfortable or as content in their current workplace and then they suddenly seek a change and that's why you know i, I always think that exp will grow massively when the market toughens because i think that's when people start to think oh, i'm fed up with this now here i need to make change whereas at the moment things have been going quite well for people generally
0: and when the market's
1: fast paced and when there's a lot going on and there's
0: a buzz around the office and you're always out and about doing something, it's kind of like every day's different, broken up, your time goes quick, payday comes around faster, your bonuses are bigger. I think you're right. And I think, I think there's good logic in that, that it's it's when we return back to a baseline. Yeah. You have time to assess, well, what is my potential? What do I want from life? What, where do I want to be? Do I see a future? Yeah. Am I going to hit my earning potential? And I think which when those questions come in, that's where people get closer to that catalyst moment. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's it's important to point out that, you know, with anything like there's, there's always the, you know, we all want to put our diet off till next Monday. We all want to wait until we've got an, another 10 grand in the bank before we launch a business. But ultimately there's a, there's a cutoff point where it kind of comes to it's procrastination costing opportunity yeah. and the window of opportunity you know it, it, there's always going to be opportunities there in some way shape or form but you need to expose yourself to them and the window of opportunity can get more narrow so it's kind of like and I'm, i think within reason and this is a very sweeping statement so take it with a pinch of salt but assuming you're in the right headspace assuming that you've got the means you've got the support you back yourself it's kind of carpe diem like seize the moment yep. <laughs> i think a lot of the time like next month's probably not going to be any you know easier or better or clearer than than this month it's just one of those things where the hardest step is always taking the first one right and then once you're taking the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth suddenly you're into a walk and a jog and a sprint it's getting up off the couch and taking the first step that's the most difficult
1: yeah no i agree i agree and um i think there's that thing isn't there with um you know people say like don't burn your bridges right don't 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 burn your bridges and I'm not sure. You know, sometimes I think that it's a good idea to do that and actually give yourself no way back. You know, yeah, I'm not suggesting yeah. you go out in too big a blaze of glory. There's no reason to deliberately <laughs> Start throwing head, people, head but... in your office. <laughs> uh, I remember reading about, you know, whether it's true or not, but some sort of general that took his men onto a beach for a battle and made them burn all the boats. And was almost like, there's, there's no retreat. We either win this battle or you know, win the battle and survive, or we'll we'll go now. And you can imagine how hard they were fighting, right? Compared with if they had this backward step. So I think sometimes it is just like for me, if ever I've gone on to do something new, I've just handed my notice in at my job. Like I've just done it. I've just been I've been so gung-ho with that kind of thing. And then just move on to the next thing. Just because then otherwise again going back to it, but you just know how quick a day, a week and a month goes yeah and before you know it it's something you've been thinking about for a long time so everybody's different but I've always been pretty sort of forthright with that and I just would have my notice in and just think oh well that's that now starting a business here we go yeah I think that comes down to and we've said this numerous times now but just knowing yourself yeah
0: and and, and how you work and and clearly sort of giving yourself that little um I think what it does is it sets a time scale so it's like, I've got a four-week notice therefore I'm going to spend every evening and weekend Sorting my AML out, sorting this out, doing this, doing that, planning this, planning that, speaking to that person and that person, resparking that conversation, and suddenly, when you've got a deadline to do something, you you get a bit more purposeful and you have a bit more direction, and you get more yeah. proactive about the steps that you need to take to get there, don't you? Yeah,
1: absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent.
0: It's like a. Stunning world when they go and weigh in every Tuesday night at six o'clock, they'll make sure that, you know, they did they train the reading clean because they know that they're building up to that event. Whereas if that accountability didn't exist, and that deadline wasn't there. It'd be easier to, you know, smash a load of cream cakes on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You know, it's just uh, yeah. having having that thing to
1: work towards really, really helps. hundred percent. Yeah. Couldn't agree more, mate.
0: Brilliant, mate. Um, well, unless there's anything that you want to add on that, I think the last thing that I'd say is just find a way or find an excuse. I think that's the reality with anything. You know, If you're serious about doing it, have conversations, speak to people. I love this podcast because I think education is great and it's good to give people insights and it's good for people to listen over the information and learn lessons. We've said it before, success leaves clues and learn from other people. It's a good tool. We live in a world where we're very connected and we've got knowledge at our fingertips, but there comes a point where all the theory and all the knowledge in the world is pointless if you fail to convert that into action. It's just a waste of time. So there comes a point where you bite, you know, you bite the bullet and you, you put one foot forward.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I enjoyed that, mate. I made it through it. <laughs>
0: the first one post COVID. Well, it's good to see uh, a big smile back on your face, mate. And uh, I look forward to catching up with you next week. Yeah. Good man. See you soon, Ben. Bye.